Welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, review, and discuss every horror movie on Netflix. It's a great week. I'm here once again, Chris. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we're not all having a great week, but, you know, back again. Here we got Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Chris. How are you? He is so high. I'm great. We got Steven. Hola, chicas! <laughs> and uh, we got a special guest back again. Why, though? Did you watch this movie? <laughs> Yeah, did you forget? Every- oh, are you being Javier? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I um, think Ola was said like 20 times in the span of five minutes early on in this True. Film. Chris should have given us all a hearty Ola at Ola. the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Well, uh, a hearty Ola, is Ola, Chris. is Ola a shark for high? You can't talk until I've introduced yes. you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Who, okay. who are yeah, you, strange man? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Back You're right. again, our special guest, Gregory Allen. Hello. Of uh, the architect of the spoiler room. Yeah, you know, and... uh I, I took a brief look, and I'm not impressed with the shoddy wiring job. I see that you hung a TV. You used, like, neutral colors down there, and all my hard work is gone. The chains Listen, are gone. I we mean, never said we'd get it up to code. <sighs> Listen, I guessed it on your podcast this past week, and you told me you had been too busy renovating your own house. You, in fact, mm-hmm. apologized for the neglect that you had shown to I the did, spoiler but that doesn't, room. That doesn't so give I think you... this is all attributable to you do you do you go and paint over the mona lisa do you give her modern eyebrows because that's what you think she deserves oh like, so you're comparing the spoiler, the spoiler room, room to the mona lisa it, it is my mona lisa it's a banksy at best my friend that's he's a shill he's a corporate shill and that's bullshit and you know it well speaking of great works of art what did we watch this week <laughs> wow how did you feel about this one chris 47 meters down with mandy moore and uh i'm again you know special thanks to patrick for deferring his wheel of death pick to me and boy am i regretting that yeah well no thank you thank you uh this is you know this is what i've been interested in for a long time and uh i'm glad i finally got to watch it why have you been what what piqued your interest yeah what is it about a, a movie that involves sharks and scuba diving that could possibly interest you chris well you know i'm i'm curious about sharks and i am a semi-avid scuba diver and so the premise of the movie seemed completely ridiculous to me but i was like i want to see uh how they handle it and then some divers that i know went and saw it in the theater and uh I, they didn't really have good things to say about it but i was still curious and so uh, yeah, I was interested mostly from a scuba diving perspective. There aren't enough scuba diving movies. So I've actually only recently realized you have a thing with sharks. And I guess this is starting to like kind of piece together in my mind now that I remember that you had like shark facts back when we watched Three-Headed Shark Attack. What is it about sharks? I don't necessarily have a huge fascination with sharks. No. Um, I just like them and I'm worried about them because they are threatened and we have movies like 47 Meters Down that make them, again, look like movie monsters when, in fact, humans kill like tens of thousands of sharks every like minute or hour in the world. Yeah, I mean, what is it about sharks? Why are people so fucking scared of sharks? I mean, is it just Jaws? Did Jaws just turn everybody against sharks? I mean, it's probably a combination of things because it's they're they're in a thing that we already don't understand as much of as we'd like, especially laymen, the ocean, and then they're just giant bitey monsters that are ready to eat your feet at every mm-hmm. any given second. Well, that's what people think anyway, but that's because they're scary looking. 
They're big. They're scary. We, well, I mean, big ones are big. Anyway. We've all had the experience of being out in the water and you can't see under the surface. And One of my always, biggest fears, actually. It's always dark unsettling. Water, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Movie I, dark water? Not the movie Dark Water. Okay, are we talking about the Japanese fears. movie or the, Either the other one? one? They're both scary. Or okay. Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> I texted. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> there's a Mark Wahlberg movie about the Deepwater Horizon oil rig like disaster called Deepwater Horizon. Oh, Speaking... I thought you were mixing up like Deep Blue Sea and, no. and uh, no. Event Horizon. Okay. Speaking no. of killing sharks. No. Uh, or Deep Rising, I meant. I texted Chris during this movie. The ocean is scary as shit. Yeah, like, absolutely. Just water that's one of my top fears is just deep water being stuck in it drowning whatever scares the fuck out of me fuck sharks i, I shark i mean they're sure, just they're, accoutrement on the big scary yeah cake that just, is the ocean yeah they're yeah. just sprinkles on top they're oh yeah just the cherry on top of that multi-road toothed sprinkles yeah let me say this there are many horrible ways to die scuba diving that i think about often shark attack not on the list well, yeah, because you don't dive where there are sharks. Although well, I come have, equipped with spear oh, guns and a sidearm, though, right? You guys always have a spear gun and a sidearm. No. That's my understanding of scuba well, diving. Well, you know, when you start off scuba diving, you think you're going to have, like, a dive knife for sharks, and then you then you go to the store and you're like, yeah, you know, I might want to get a knife someday, and everyone just looks at you like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you're not speaking from personal experience now, are you? Of course not. <laughs> I was really shocked that this movie didn't, like, I actually backed up. I was like, wait, this didn't begin with an opening text crawl with some kind kind of PSA about oh, like yeah. either how many sharks kill humans every or how many year. humans kill sharks every year. Yeah. Well I wouldn't have a leg to stand on, so to speak. I mean wouldn't have a fin to swim on. Yeah. Because shark I mean well, well the some thing, conservation facts would have been nice. The thing about shark attacks sure. though but that's what the internet's for. That's what Chris is for. The thing that worries me is now and I think this is substantiated by science, but I could be pulling it out of my ass um, now with the threat, I, I just saw him pull it out of his ass, guys. <laughs> it was gross. I, yeah. I've got a privileged viewpoint over here. Up. Jesus. Like traditionally, shark attacks have been nothing to worry about at all. But now, because of the sta- the shape of the ocean and the shape of the climate, you're seeing sharks that are desperate, kind of going into areas they don't traditionally go to, attacking things they don't usually attack. So, what shape is the ocean? <laughs> The same geometrically, oh. <laughs> you know the condition of the know, ocean. I'm just very I'm sorry. I the same, the same shape as its container. Oh, oh. kind of like a gas. Hey, but, you know, perfect heavier. answer. Hey, so well what the done. fuck is this movie about? So it's very... about two Insta girls who do <laughs> come on. Okay, this is my this is my like one and only sort of like hot take prepackaged line about this movie is the alternate title is do it for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like that's basically the motivation. They just want to have fun. Yeah, but you know what? That's a fine. <laughs> no, so, that's a fine motivation because people are motivated by that all the time in real life. It's worse than that though. Like if you're if you're doing it for yourself for Instagram, that's one thing. But like one of the main talking points leading up to her finally being coaxed into going on this boat was she just got dumped but i think that's some of the point of instagram is that it's all about like making everyone else jealous of how cool your life is this is is, uh it's sadder in a way well it's sadder in that we're still making movies where a man is the motivation for this to happen at all i know well it's it's even it's not even the same superficial as just taking Instagram photos of the beautiful places you go. So I, for for context, wait, because we're going to get deep be, in the well, weeds. If, on this if we're talking about the, the the gender politics, um, I noted while I was watching the movie that it's 
bizarre how the whole movie is about two women talking to each other in a cage and it almost doesn't pass the back i know <laughs> i almost texted you that when i was watching it. does it yes by the skin of its teeth how i, I mean by the skin I, of its many many rows of teeth they have like one conversation that's not related to stewart or the dive crew but that's it it's atrocious. All right, so we should yeah. explain what the fuck's going on yeah. and who Stuart is. So very Mandy simple, Moore, very simple premise. Mandy here. Moore and her sister are on vacation in Mexico. Mandy Moore has just recently been broken up with. She is still very distraught about it. Her sister is like the cool one who goes on adventures all the time and is an influencer. Mandy Moore is kind of like the reserved. So real quick, this vacation, I think, I got the vibe that it was supposed to be Mandy Mandy Moore's character and Stuart. So what's her character's name? Lisa, Lisa I think. and Lisa Kate. And, uh, and Kate. But I think it was supposed to be Lisa and Stuart. And oh, she told Kate, maybe. Stuart has to work. Will you come on this vacation so I don't have to go alone? Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Um, I thought he was uh, going to be a third the whole time, but it's, it's, it's neither here nor there. Right. Very simple premise. Girls on a beach resort in Mexico. They meet a couple local dudes. But the excuse dudes. to get them there is just it pissed me off sure they meet meet a couple local dudes who are like we should go cage diving see some sharks get in a big cage and some scuba well they gear have, they have a long night drinking sharks. there's a lot of drinking going on my favorite like before they even get there my favorite thing is like everything these girls say is like this is amazing <laughs> like they say amazing like five thousand times and, and when, i remember her saying like it's like broad daylight and she's yes. like i wish this night would last forever <laughs> yeah she said this is the best night ever <laughs> she's trying to you convince let's be real lisa was lisa was not having a good trip sorry you guys have <laughs> never had a great night <laughs> Okay, Chris, I've when you have great a great night, night great do you mornings. dance around well, the as the sun rises yelling, this is the best Maybe. night ever. Going back into Maybe. this, I, it drove me nuts when, we, when I was watching the movie, too. Like, it, Lisa was convinced to go out to make Stuart jealous. Yeah. And it was, yeah. that was the entire motivation yes. behind going out yeah. and it's meeting these guys. Man. And then agreeing to go on this boat was just to make Stuart jealous. And, it drew, and, and to have pictures for Instagram. It was Instagram. obnoxious. It didn't well, need listen, to go listen, that listen, way. Listen, listen, listen. No, no. The, there's two girls. I mean, listen. The, the basic conceit of the movie, because we haven't said, and you probably know already if you're listening, these two women are going to get stuck in a shark cage dive. The cage is going to plummet. You'll never guess how far it goes down. To 47 meters of depth, and they're going to be stuck there. I with, maybe like 46 meters. 46 and a half, maybe. With deadly sharks around them, and, and that's, the, that's the dilemma of the Should movie. Should we have saved the depth for the spoiler room? Anyway, so they have this opportunity to go on the cage dive. The one girl, I think she was Kate, Claire. The blonde one? Yes. Yeah, Kate. She is all for adventure, and I think the the, let's make Stuart jealous angle was just her way of manipulating her timid sister into going on this dive that she was afraid of. I think so, because Lisa is the ostensible protagonist of this movie, and she would not have done this if she had not been guilted, basically guilted into it to try and make Stuart jealous like that is sure. if not for Stuart and that breakup the events of this movie would not happen sure. that is the insight so it's Stuart's fault there was so much Basically. there was so much Stuart stuff at the beginning of this movie that I actually wrote down in, in my notes I was like is there going to be a Stuart conspiracy angle here like is, <laughs> Wait, Stuart, is Stuart the shark? Is Stuart involved in the dive operation? <laughs> there were a lot there were a lot of points in this movie where I was like ooh this is going to happen and then it didn't I was like well that's Stupid! Why didn't they take advantage of this opportunity? There's so many missed opportunities. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I, I've been very negative so far already, and I'm gonna 
invoke the spirit of Allison with an eye and and talk about a lot of positive things because there are a lot of things I did enjoy about this movie. It's great loved, CGI. I loved the opening of this movie. I thought that was a great little fake out. You see her floating in a, a pool float and you're kind of coming up, the camera is coming up from the bottom of a pool and you get the idea that you're looking at someone floating on a boat oh, or yeah. who knows what. She spills a glass of wine or something yes. into the water and it looks like blood. It's, and, a, it's very cute. I it's love a cute that opening. I learned in, in like seventh grade, this was my first exposure to the idea of like symbolism uh, in literature or film talked about a tale of two cities and how someone like spills a cask of red wine at the beginning of a tale of two cities and it foreshadows blood running it's when when someone spills wine in a movie or a book you know someone's gonna die i thought it was cheesy and like kind of laughable except it was gorgeously shot mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but i'm like oh great it's a shark movie we know people are gonna get killed by sharks and like we think like jaws is coming up from the depths and no it's a wine glass but it looked cool i mean this movie was really well photographed yes yeah. i'll give it that it was cute it was a cute opening i, I like that's just what I like. I like my horror cute <laughs> i like the opening but never uh in in that opening sequence did i think they were in the ocean i just automatically it, to me it read like a pool it felt like a pool from that opening shot until we finally reveal that they're in a pool I was like, wow, this is going to be really bad if all these open ocean shots look like this. But it wasn't <laughs> an open ocean shot, so. I mean, so what I liked about the movie is I thought it did a good job of being relatively tense when they're in the cage and they're 47 meters down. If you can put away all the, all the shit I know about why this is completely inaccurate from a diving perspective, I thought it was a tense movie. And there's nothing worse than, than being underwater and your air is ticking down and you can't get to the surface. Absolutely. I... You know, so I, I really disliked the character setup kind of stuff. As we've already discussed, I thought the whole thing with the boyfriend and that sort of being the motivating factor for them doing this was fucking shitty. But my like heart rate increased the minute they got locked into that cage. I was just like, fuck no. I just had a really visceral reaction to it. And a lot of the stuff that's underwater is pretty effective and pretty scary and pretty tense. And and I'll give it a lot of credit for that. So for me, I'm, I'm not sure where the intentional stress came from versus me being angry about what they were doing, but they definitely <laughs> merged. And I agree. I was, I felt angry and tense throughout this movie. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know where their intentions ended and my, perception began that was that was my biggest issue that's funny you you are you're such a dad you get so pissed off when people do irresponsible things in movies you get really enraged when people are making just shitty decisions yeah it's i I don't know that it's just the dad thing it's just like that didn't seem like an honest choice yeah and if if it's not going to be honest don't don't put it in your movie Mm -hmm. like honesty reads more naturally than just this will be a great scene. And you mean it didn't seem like an honest choice in the sense of her doing it for Instagram basically didn't seem like an honest choice? Well, that was, I I won't say, and I, we talked about that a little bit in uh, the last, when you were over the house, where sometimes people get boy crazy and do stupid things. And especially right <laughs> after a breakup, you do stupid things. It just seems like in this day and age to make a movie that's motivated by that is a bad choice. For context, we talked about that in in the context of the movie Thor. Yes, and Natalie Thor Portman's and Natalie role Portman's character, yeah, being very crazy. So, to what extent were you guys convinced by the the problem that they're stuck underwater and that they can't just 
go to the surface. I was not convinced. Me either. I was like, I actually looked it up because I was like, how long is 47 meters? It's the length. It's two lengths of a standard like lap pool. And I'm, I'm a terrible swimmer, but I was like, if my life That's depended it? on, yeah, I was like, if my life depended on it, I would swim to, I could swim two laps to survive. I wasn't quite buying the bends thing because they kept saying, don't swim to the surface. Or you're yeah, going to encounter so you're gonna get the a bends. terrifying radio head to help them. <laughs> I want to say I also felt it was effective at creating tension, even if I felt the characters are making stupid decisions. But like Greg and like the conversation we had last night, I have trouble parsing out whether or not I'm just stressed out because I want it to be over or if I'm actually feeling tense because of I'm like feeling what the characters are feeling in the moment. Either way, I had a pretty good time with I it. I felt disconnected for the most part in the movie. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So. I didn't care about the characters, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know if it was like me putting myself in that situation, even as thin as the characters were, just like, all right, I'll play your little game movie. Or if it was that, like, I just felt there wasn't enough to hang my hat on. So I'm just focusing on the stupid decisions. But my heart rate increased. Yeah. Physi- physiologically, this movie worked however it chose to go about it i mean i, I will say i, I don't, put that on the back of the dvd you fucking animal i don't think i was bored at any point and this hour and a half did fly by for me well, it's it pretty, was so there's, there's a lot of incident and there it's 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 interesting chris told me it was a very easy to watch movie when uh when he asked me to to come on the show and i i couldn't agree with that statement more it was absolutely an easy movie to watch so brisk like it just, just goes by and so quick it's under yeah. 90 minutes which is always a plus 89 baby yeah so Sweet i think spot. So I think we should establish a, just a tad more context before we get into dive science. So they're they're dropping the cage. The the boys who they've met in Mexico go down first. That goes fine. The girls get in. They start to be lowered down, and the winch on the boat breaks, and they drop forty seven meters to the bottom of the water. They were supposed to go down five. And they yeah, ended right. up going down 47. Which, right. um, they were supposed to go down 3 meters, which is 16 feet. I thought he said, yeah, I think he, he said, said five. 5 multiple times. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 99% sure it was 5. For some reason, I mean. wrote down 3 meters and right. 16 feet. 3, what, three 5. Like yeah. five. Yeah. Um, also, Either, do we know like how common this is in the first place? Like, Is this like a thing people do? Cage diving? Yeah. With sharks? Absolutely, yeah. Is but, it illegal to chum the water? I think it is. Okay. But, oh. I mean, there's all it that... It depends on what... There's all that international is too, I imagine. Right. And where you oh, are, how far you are from the water. So and oh, they, the they chum the water in this movie. I already. mean, the, the ocean is notorious for, for not falling in the jurisdiction. Now, of, is, is chumming illegal if you're fishing or is it illegal, period? I don't know. I don't even know if it's illegal. I think okay. it's illegal, but I don't. I could see I'm it not, being illegal if you're out fishing. I'm not a fisherman. But, I'm just a diver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You could just grab one while you're down there, you know? I'm just curious because we keep talking about stupid decisions, and I'm like, well, you is get this a sense. stupid decision? No, it's not really a stupid it's decision. It's not a stupid this decision. This is normally like a thing people do that's fairly safe, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and the chumming and stuff, it's like it, the the dive operation presented as a fly-by-night like tourist trap dive operation, which do exist and people do die on them. Like people will go to Mexico, they'll get certified for scuba in like a day or two. And then they'll meet a guy who wants to take them into some caves and then they die in the caves. Like groups of people have died in Mexico doing this because there's a lot of fly by night touristy dive operations operating in the world. Yeah. And that that's where I thought the conspiracy element was going to come in because there were some kind of weird communications between the two Mexican dudes and the guy who was leading the mm-hmm. tour. And I was like, oh, is this the is guy there... leading the tour? You mean Matthew Modine? Yeah, Matthew Modine. <laughs> in yeah. desperate need of some sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> the man looked um, great. <laughs> 
there were, I mean, he looked like he'd spent a life on the ocean. There were some moments where I was like, "Is are they trying to fuck these girls over?" But it turns out no. And there's a moment where you think that the boat left them. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was actually very thrilled. That's the worst. I mean, that's the worst scenario. That worked for me. That worked yeah. for me. I kind of was were disappointed. I was screaming. I was hoping that the boat had left them. <laughs> that would have been very exciting for the movie. Um, there were so many different things that they could have done to make this movie just horrifying. Yeah, and they just eh, and that's not and that. that's like I mean that is number one. I would on totally list. have bought it. I'm like, yeah, yeah you're a fly by night operation. You don't know these girls. You you about to kill some people. You don't get away. No one knows right you're out you just there. Just go. Just go, and then maybe someday some more divers will just find a cage with some bones in it. What and even I, some some drama between the crew and maybe the two guys that brought them out there. Like, just have some of that dialogue. No, we can't just leave them. We've got to save these girls. But they didn't do anything with it at all. One of my favorite moments in the movie is, I mean, like, Kate sort of knows. I mean, Kate has scuba dived before. Lisa has no fucking clue what she's doing and is very scared. And so when they first, like, go to get on the boat, Matthew Modine is like, you girls scuba dived before? And they're like, yeah. And he just holds this great pause and he's like, all right. Yeah. Well, welcome aboard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's operations that run like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we, he figured it out before we, he put we it down. We pretty much went on one of them in Panama. <laughs> it uh, reminds you of Captain Lawrence a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he absolutely would have had it figured out when he was like, how, how many bars of oxygen do you have? Just check your meter. And she's like, what? <laughs> what's a meter? Talk about chumming the waters. Yeah. No, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. They just like, they chum the waters with these two <laughs> idiot girls. And what the <laughs> they're doing? No, no, no. I was oh. talking about when we were in Louisiana on, oh. the, on the boat tour, the swamp boat tour with Captain Lawrence. We... And we're out there on this alligator <gasps> boat tour. This old fucker just has like a five gallon bucket full of raw chicken and it's just throwing it in the water, trying to attract alligators. And did it work? They came for it. Well, the, well, a little one did. The mama never came out. The big, were... big mama gator. You never got to see a big monster down there. Well, no. there were also a bunch of, uh, what were those, fucking crows or something on that yeah. one island that he yeah. was just throwing raw chicken at? That was a bizarre experience, were we, but it was so Were we great. accomplices to a crime? Was that illegal? <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe we shouldn't be speaking about this on the record. What's the address well, for Captain dead, so I think we're okay. Oh. R.I.P. <laughs> all right chris dive science all right well first i gotta circle back on what you said about swimming uh 47 meters because 47 meters is 154 feet which doesn't sound like a lot but the the issue is they're wearing scuba equipment which is heavy heavy yeah and they weren't wearing fins which i think was a smart decision by the filmmakers because it's a lot easier to swim up in fins than not. I mean, basically all that scuba shit's going to weigh you down. And the other thing is like, you can't take it off. If you hold your breath and you take it off and you swim up, uh, your lungs will explode. Mm. Um, (laughs) because of the bends. No, 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 no. Like pressure or something. So let me explain the bends. Let me explain all the horrible, some of the horrible ways you can die scuba diving. The essential thing to understand, I'll do this very quickly. And I think they should have set this up at the beginning of the movie. Thank God you drank that Mountain Dew kickstart before we got started (laughs) here. You are fired up. You're ready to go. It's like you just did a line of coke. Mountain Dew kickstarter. I'm holding up air quotes. It's the same as Chris doing coke. (laughs) So, free ad for Mountain Dew. I didn't like 
that they seem to keep trickling out new scuba diving science related things throughout the movie Mm -hmm. i felt like it would have been very easy for them to establish all this stuff and like either on the shore like they're like oh are you sure what about the bends he's like you don't have to worry about that unless you go past you know so however many meters yeah it was like the scuba equivalent of inception like two-thirds of the way through the movie they were still introducing new fucking rules yeah so why not instead of having that shitty club scene have a quick club scene, <laughs> and then maybe she takes a quick fly that by night scuba class. Because yeah, and then we wouldn't get her three facts. minutes of Skrillex rip off. I mean, <laughs> right? Like just a whiteboard presentation in the cabin of the boat would have been great. Right. Everyone would have been on the same page. Um, I think maybe the movie capitalizes on people, you know, on the rules being somewhat arbitrary throughout the movie. But um, ignorance and arbitrary. So basically, the essential thing to understand about depth is that everything compresses at depth, except for water. So most importantly air compresses so if you're on the surface you take a breath of air you go down 30 feet you take a same breath of air it feels the same to you but you're actually drinking you're actually breathing three times as many molecules of air Mm. and that's going into your bloodstream Mm. so the bends is basically your body eliminates oxygen better than it eliminates nitrogen and air as we know is a mixture of oxygen nitrogen it's mostly nitrogen that's why i get upset when i hear People refer to scuba gas as oxygen, which happens in this movie, uh, because it's not oxygen. It's it's air, and there's a difference because if you if you sip on oxygen below a hundred feet, you like instantly die um, because it's poisonous um, when you consume that much of it. What? Yeah. Oxygen? Yeah. It will give you a seizure, and you will die. So you have to be breathing nitrogen as well. Well, that you, you you breathe normal air yeah, in a, a normal scuba dive. I mean, it's just yeah. If you want to go, if you want to go deep and atmosphere. you want a special, uh, well, let me explain the nitrogen first. So basically, your body eliminates the oxygen that's in normal air. It does not eliminate nitrogen as efficiently. So the longer you stay down and the more air you breathe, the more nitrogen accumulates in your body as dissolved gas, tiny microscopic bubbles. If your body has not used that nitrogen by the time you come up. Those little bubbles become big bubbles, and you get embolisms in random parts of your body. Your your heart, your spine, your brain, your fingers. It could be anywhere. And that's what the bends is. What does that mean, embolisms? That means your, like, finger explodes? No, it means you just get big bubbles in places that are supposed to be filled with fluid in your body. What does that look like? You would just... I mean, so you said... It wouldn't look like anything. It it might feel like pins and needles or something, and you realize, like, you you just... It doesn't feel right. You might visibly see some inflammation in the area from blood flow restriction and things like that but there's not like you're not going to see like weird bubbles start to pop out of your skin or anything yeah Yeah. i mean so the effects of the bends can range from mild discomfort to death and it just and it's very unpredictable once you get it so basically what you're telling me is i'm full of shit i could not have swam to the surface that quickly in that situation and the movie was basically fairly accurate in that no 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 you could have you could have swam could have swum what you would swim not swim. You would want to. <laughs> you would want to go to the surface, but the, the problem is they had all the weight on them. They had all the weight, and they didn't have fins, so it would have been difficult. Yeah. For, but it didn't. That, that never became an issue in the movie, though. You know, the movie never said, "Oh, you can't come up because you're so overweighted." The, they, it's true. They did have the the ballast thing on right. their equipment. You don't want to use that to ascend because you could get a runaway ascent and shoot to the surface. Way, way too, too fast, fast and, and that's up. a good way to get the bends if you ascend it like one foot per minute for one foot per second um and you haven't been down too long you 
should be safe. But the problem is at 47 meters, you can only stay down for about five minutes before you incur a decompression obligation where you have to stop halfway up and chill uh, for a while. Okay. So so 47 <clears throat> meters is deep enough to get the bends and embolisms and all this fucking horrifying horse shit you've just told If you stay about. down for more than five minutes, yes. But oh. here's, the th- here's the problem with the movie. It is much better. It's just one. It is much... This is the problem with the movie, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the <laughs> m- it. most glaring thing from a diving perspective. It is always better to risk the bends or risk a shark attack or risk anything rather than risk an out-of-air emergency right. at 47 meters. Uh, it's better to be fucked up, floating on the surface, unconscious, than in a cage with no air. If you want to live. We should yes. specify. <laughs> if you want to live. There is no conceivable scenario where any dive operator or any diver would choose to stay at depth with an empty tank. It wouldn't happen. Now, what if, and this is, you know, what if there were sharks with frickin' laser beams on their head? Important question. I'm glad I'm glad Gregory raised this actually because I was wondering about the same thing myself. Would you stay in the cage? What if there were avalanche sharks? Well, that's the that's the thing. That's the the movie monster sharks are a good deterrent to leaving the cage and going <laughs> towards the surface. I didn't think they played it up as much as I was expecting them. No, not really. The sharks, yeah. I mean, the sharks were their main reason for staying down there, but they didn't mention it nearly they didn't mention nearly enough to make it actually feel like a scary constant threat to me. No. And really, the sh- I knew the sharks were menacing because we were in a horror movie. But other than that, like we don't see the sharks kill anybody for a long time into this movie. Yeah. Also, can a shark actually bite through steel bars? Because I thought that was ridiculous. It, pu- it pushes the bars apart with its nose, but it also chomps like, on them. Like, and what? you see the you see it like bite through the bars. I, didn't I, say, like, I don't huh? remember that, but I do remember seeing uh, like because the everything on that boat was falling apart. Um, there were some stress fractures in the steel that got bent further out by the shark hitting it. Yeah, we have some uh, of those in the spoiler room. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> because you guys are yeah, thanks, not Greg. doing things to code. I told you I had to renovate that room in my house, and I'd be back for the spoiler room. Now you got like a 47-inch plasma TV. Where did you even get that? Now you're fucking sitting here talking to us instead of getting down the spoiler room and doing your goddamn job. I'll work on it while we get down there later. Please. As long as you can talk and work at the same time. That's fine. <laughs> I'm fine. We can get you, a, one can of get you a lob hammers. that you can carry around with you, like a <laughs> hammer away. <laughs> Speaking of talking, um, I let's do some more. It's interesting. There's no tangent that Chris can't come up with a segue <laughs> to get us back on well, track. Speaking of talking, it's it's interesting and unusual that, but makes total sense because it's a movie. Um, that our heroes are oh, wearing yeah. full face mask diving equipment with intercoms built into them. Yeah, how common is that? Extremely uncommon. <laughs> I figured as much. That was one of my number one burning questions for you. Like, have you ever even encountered one? I of actually those? texted him to ask him that, like, as soon as they went and underwater. And this is not an upscale operation. No. Like, the boat's pretty shitty. You would fix your winch before you invested in that. <laughs> Matthew, uh, Matthew, Mo- <laughs> and your backup winch. Taylor has other plans for his boat. And, and uh, also, the, like, digital pressure gauge was was very movie that's a movie piece of equipment but these aren't things that that take away from the movie i mean yeah you know i'd rather look at that number and say oh shit she's got 30 bar than than see a needle why is bar singular is that like an actual measurement i thought it was like it's the metric unit of measurement for pressure okay yeah good to know i mean i'm learning a lot is that bar short for barometric or i don't know that would just call it bar 
I was actually hoping that when they went down there, it was going to be dialogue free for the whole time. Because yeah. I was oh, like, oh, God. they won't be able to talk about it. It might as well other. have been. They don't talk about much of anything That's of the import. Thing. <laughs> that was the thing. Because I was like, well, obviously they want to talk. It's a movie. It would be a heavy lift for this movie to try yeah. to get through the whole movie yeah. with them just making hand signals or whatever, or writing on a slate or whatever. The descent yeah. did it, though. It's, it's possible. Yeah, there's not a lot of dialogue once shit gets real in well, that Well, the movie. thing is, there's not a lot of dialogue that's really important. It's just like, this isn't fun. Yeah, it's like... Why do you like to have so oh much fun? Oh my god, what are we gonna... And they just scream a lot, and... That was uh, something somebody else brought up that I was talking to about this movie was, we have Mandy Moore, who is an excellent actor, uh, and actually does a solid performance in the movie, aside from the, the script material she had to work with. And then they had... Claire Holt. She's not in a ton of stuff, but no. she's quote unquote hot. And yeah, sure. Um, it hot is in like a like a rising star or physically just physically okay. attractive. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've never heard of it. Her. Seemed like it seemed like they had to bring like a secondary something pretty to look at. I felt the same thing. We didn't need two characters here. Yeah, like they didn't really add anything or detract anything to or from each other. This entire film. So it felt like it was like, just no we lesson need, is learned. We need a piece of meat for people to leer at. To Some more chum, yeah, exactly. Chum the water for the sh- shark men. For the purse. It makes sense if you're if you don't think about it. You're like, yeah, we want two divers so they can talk to each other and strategize and whatever. Yeah, but um, it's the choice of choice of actor. I would rather it. see. It would be a much more interesting movie if they had made like a like that Robert Redford movie where he's piloting the sailboat by himself oh. and he's not saying anything and he's just by himself trying to get out of the situation. Yeah, fuck. What's that called? It's called All Is Lost. All Is Lost. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it actually. Oh. <laughs> and yet you still have a passion for it. I mean, yeah, I, you can make a more interesting decision. But anyway, the hilarious thing, I got to the 55-minute point of this movie before I realized that neither of the divers are wearing anything on their ears that would allow them to hear the intercom. Oh. <laughs> wow. Their ears are so completely like uncovered. In, yeah, We can clearly see the mics, but no earpieces. Yeah, we can see the mics. No headphones, no earpieces, nothing. Huh. Uh, so that was... I. I got to the 89-minute mark of this movie without realizing that. Good call. Thanks, Chris. Now you've completely ruined the movie for me, and I hate it now. So, thanks. Yeah. All right. I have have a list of dive questions to ask you. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so glad. Again, you know, I didn't want to come on here like Neil deGrasse Tyson and and nitpick from a scientific point of view, but I'm happy to answer questions. Oh, movies for the most part. It gets boring. Yeah. Okay. So, can you... You can get water in your mask? Yeah. How do you get it out? You get it out by pressing the mask to the top of your head, opening up the bottom and exhaling air because the air will displace the water and oh. force the water out through the I bottom of the mask. I think some have fancy buttons on the bottom okay. too. Um, well, they're wearing full face masks. So they have a, they're adding air to the mask with their regulator. But yeah, usually they, oh, they do that in the movie. Yeah. Okay. But usually you just have a, a mask that covers your nose and your eyes. So you would just exhale through your nose. I was curious because when they first dropped and they pass out, like she has water in her mask and she wakes up. And yeah. I was like, and oh, I wait, did like that. that. My, my, con- the first thing that went through my head, I'm like, if you are in a cage and you fall to 47 meters, the first thing that's going to happen is your eardrums are going to explode. 
And that was that was my other question is so they pass out like what would happen to them if they didn't equalize on that like really steep sudden drop down their eardrums would become perforated they would experience vertigo and uh, excruciating okay, pain back up a fucking second what the fuck does their eardrums would become perforated mean because that sounds horrible it means their eardrum would like tear exactly what you think <laughs> sounds like a hole in your eardrum it means their eardrum would tear because there would be too much of a pressure imbalance uh, between the outside and the inside but then what does that mean in practical terms like probably you, be in practical terms terms it doesn't mean as much loss. as you think basically what happens is you you um it's painful and the ear the middle ear floods with water and uh it can create vertigo i think just temporarily and then your hearing is impaired but you can still hear so because i was wondering about that i was like would they be even be able to hear anything if their eardrums were perforated so mandy moore's eardrums should have been shot and she should have been in a world of hurt and they did show some blood like on her nose so i was like okay that's good enough for me claire holt i'm willing to believe that she was somehow able to equalize on the whole way down (laughs) in the free fall (laughs) okay another question can you take your mask off and put it back on underwater like absolutely uh, kate does at some point yep absolutely it's part of your training really yep Okay. All right. And then, and then you just blow the water out like you told us about a second ago. Yep. Pinch it to your forehead, blow out through your nose. Wow. Hmm. How long does a standard air tank last? Oh, that is a question that um, should not be. Uh, that's one of the nitpicky things because in real life, their air would have run out super quick at that depth. It depends on what depth you're at. If you're at the surface, it's going to run out. Oh, I don't know. I mean, because again, everything compresses. So at, a hundred feet, you're drinking a lot more air out of that tank with one breath than you are at the surface. So, can you take a shallower breath at depth? No, it okay. feels the same. Okay. I mean, I, maybe you could. I, I haven't heard that before. Okay. though. it's an interesting question. I found it funny that at one point they say that Lisa has twenty minutes worth of air left, and Kate has like three or something. They they play real fast and lose. Yeah, that. and then and why they, would they have differing amounts? Yeah, my, I wrote down. I if you want to save air, Lisa stop making each other laugh so much. Yeah, that's the thing. Lisa Lisa passed out for a while, and that, I mean, the, the is more that a reasonable reason yeah, for that to happen. The more you exert yourself, the more air you're going to use. The more anxious you are, the more air so you're going to use. Like, <laughs> exactly, like they are. Yeah, but that's the points. thing. That's where the bad diving science and the bad filmmaking intersect because it's like, okay, this is a really interesting dilemma that you're stuck at 47 meters down. We'll assume you can't get to the surface. Your air is running out. There's a ticking clock. Lots of suspense but they don't establish how the air is ticking down well enough yeah because you know to 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 be fair as you and i chris discussed before we did the cast like i don't by any means like want to call this movie out for having like bad science because i think that's just dumb does it adhere to the rules of its own reality well enough not really but how many movies do like okay we were just we um watched heathers a couple of weekends ago and like great it reminded film. me of reminded me of a, a great not great no, but a, com- a common trope in action movies where there's a ticking time bomb and it's got the uh, the led clock and it's like five minutes passes and you look back and only like three seconds right. passed on the clock and like even heathers does that right and like it but it works because you don't really care that much. You know the well, bomb is going to get dismantled. That's just manipulation for for suspense's sake. You know, it's the same thing as like you know when Indiana Jones is sliding under the door and you see that door almost close, <laughs> mm-hmm. like where it's not even possible that a human being or the get trash under it, compactor and then he in Star to Wars. Slide under yeah, it. yeah mm-hmm. exactly. But it's a different thing, I think, when you tell me that one person has 20 minutes worth of air and the other person has, you know, I forget how many, three minutes worth of air. And then it's just kind of like 
thrown to the wind why that's you know why they both end up lasting for much yeah they just make everything arbitrary and you like even when they're showing her um her meter how much the oxygen or how much air she has left it's uh, (laughs) uh it goes from 40 to or i'm sorry from what was it 70 down to 30 instantly yeah and then that 30 to like one right took forever right mm-hmm. and i mean you can have varying rates of air consumption but like you know what Those are, are you doing leaps, yeah. yeah are you like the one didn't when fit. claire halt leaves the cage and swims into the open ocean and swims back she should have used up all her air doing that um that's exertion especially because she doesn't have fins yeah but I, so I was just wondering, I mean, it didn't seem like that wor- works anyway you cut it. It didn't work for me, and I know very little about diving. Yeah. It didn't work for me either. I still I still felt some suspense, but that did pull me out of the experience a little bit, just realizing, like, yeah, this movie isn't really playing by its own rules. I want to see how they're going to get out of this. Mm-hmm. I don't really yeah. care what's keeping them in peril at oh, this point, though. I just want to see them getting out of this later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we oh. can. We're going to have to. Yep. But yeah, it's a it's a simple movie, which is actually kind of refreshing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's an easy watch. It's a it's a premise that really they stick to, and I'd rather have that than some of these other Netflix movies where there's like seven subplots and they go to the library and and they have to try to solve a mystery that I don't care about. You know, yeah. us well, that Silver Falls, been nice. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> okay, all of a single subplot. One single subplot would have been nice i was okay with that one i would have been interested in you know i wanted to see some boat drama yeah maybe we could have seen some boat drama because that had to be stressful for everybody you wanted to see matthew modine i liked that we didn't go up there and see what's happening in the boat i mean it made it more stressful like knowing like well are they bad guys are they gaslighting these women do they drive off or what yeah we don't know like that makes it more it would have ruined the entire movie because i did that mental math i was like wait what if there was more of that because what's happening down here is so uncomplicated i don't i mean it wouldn't have worked for me so depending on how that greg your idea would have ruined the entire movie ruined the entire movie that was the only thing that would have made it bad uh, wait, make, make make that movie that's all above water. Just with accidentally and like, yeah. like women fuck, the are they ocean. dead or what? Like we could be screwed. The Coast Guard's coming. Oh, but I mean, they yeah. could leave it mysterious still. Like have these, have the uh, two guys uh, just being like, we should go. Like we should just fucking leave these girls down there and get out of here. And then cut. Don't like show them doing one thing or the other or mm-hmm. have it like see a speedboat pull up and buzz the guys out of there. There's two uh, guests or something away. I mean, there are ways I, to I, do it, but I'm on, I'm on team, Steve. I, I did have that idea. I was like, yeah, I want to see some boat drama. That'd be interesting. It would no because it, I like that. It's just, you stay with these girls. You're in the shit with them. I agree. I, agree I never that. felt like I was in the shit with them though. That's, that's, well, that, yeah, that's well, on you. I it, no, that's I'm on the kidding. I'm kidding. Woman hater. It felt like it would have been very claustrophobic <laughs> to be those women or to be in that cage, yet somehow be surrounded by this open expanse. And I never once felt stuck. I was just wondering why they didn't do a cave diving movie. Because in the cave dive, you get stuck, you're really fucking stuck. That would be much more claustrophobic. That's the descent, like I said I, earlier. Maybe they didn't want to be too close to the descent. Yeah. Well, um, in the descent's not a perfect film by any means, nor is any film by that director, as we've learned <laughs> from the Hellboy reviews. I didn't feel stuck either. I feel like the movie was trying to make me feel stuck in vain at times. There were times when it worked for me, but there's one scene, maybe I missed something. But there's a scene where, and I don't even remember who was left in the cage at this point, if it was um, 
I almost said Claire. There's no Claire in this movie. Claire Holt Claire is, is the, the actress. actress. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not her. It's our, Mandy our protagonist, Moore. Mandy, Mandy, Moore. Mandy Moore, Lisa, uh, Lisa. Yes, where like an air tank comes down, and she's trying to catch it with his harpoon. And I'm like, we can clearly see the lock on the door. Why did you not just open the door, she was run pinned and grab under the cage. it? Oh, was oh, she? Yeah. Okay, yeah. then that's what I missed. Yeah. yeah, but then she eventually does unlatch the lock and go out and get it. What changed? The, she so there's a is, lot you that, were not paying we attention. To, yeah, you, you you missed something between what happened and where things. we are. So we'll have to wait for the spoiler room for what you're talking about. Okay, okay. but can I'm the the harpoon scene was hilarious to me because she's reaching out for the fucking harpoon gun and she's grabbing it by the the barrel and she catches the trigger on yeah. like a bolt on the edge of the gun like yes. and fires the harpoon into her own hand Love which it. was just like you the just stupidest. knew it was going to happen though even as dumb as it is it's like I like that on. a lot. I like that. You liked it? Yeah. I mean, it was just like, oh, that it was, was good suspense. I felt the pain until it happened, and then I was like, oh. But that's such an, <laughs> an happened. easy thing to avoid. Like, just tur- turn it slightly so the trigger doesn't get caught on the fucking well, she, bolt. She, she was no last little stretch and uh, that she yeah, had. She, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, she was, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was fine. Stupid. That's a, uh, that was fine. Stupid. All right. Well, I will admit, I checked out at that point. We're uh, like over an hour into the movie at that point, I think, and I was just like. We've been down here for a while. And I'm that's gonna, the thing. They are down on. there for so An long. An hour is the point at which you check out of most of these movies. <laughs> After a certain amount of time, I became a little disengaged, too, just because, again, the, the main driving tension in this movie is the air supply and after a certain point it becomes clear that they're kind of just making up the rules of the air supply as they go along yeah, yeah. and there's no way i mean if i had been if i had hooked up one of my tanks and was breathing off it from the time they got into the water i would have run out of air at the surface probably <laughs> before the movie was over yeah you know like much less being at 150 feet, so it's like, and I don't think you have to be bad. a diver to know that they're down there for a extremely long period of time. Mm-hmm. You know? The the tension was they're going to run out of air, but then they never run out of air, and it never feels like they're going to run the risk of running out of air. And this also, movie does they, a great yeah. job of like building the stakes. And then gradually pulling the stakes away. And I think that's about where I started to get kind of bored and checked mm, out. There's a lot of goalpost and, shifting. For yeah, sure. that's because, true. Because yeah. because otherwise they would just die very quickly. Yeah, yeah but like when they get Five down to 3%, I'm like, all right, well, it's been 15 minutes. Like, how the fuck are you still alive? Like, why do I even care at this point? They compressed so quickly that they just died of shock on the way down. Movie's over. Let's go home. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a Jacob's Ladder scenario, the whole thing. Well... To talk about it anymore, I think we gotta go to the spoiler room. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I can right. complain about your electrical Let's some it. more. Yeah. So um, Chris, what do you think? As the uh the, the person who picked this film, subjected yeah. us to it. Yeah, um I'm actually gonna give it a cue it, which isn't to say it's a great film. I think it's entertaining. I think it's well paced. Uh I thought it was interesting, even though it wasn't accurate from a diving perspective as a diver. And you know, you could do worse. It's an entertaining watch. Worst ways to spend your time on Netflix, for sure. I'm surprised, because most of the movies you give cue it to are great movies. Wow. So, Greg, what would you give it, smartass? Uh, I would give it a cue it, too, <laughs> actually, because it's, it's fairly easy to watch. You can walk away, because you know, you know, when you come back in 10 minutes, they're still underwater. And so you're not going to miss a whole lot, aside from angry conversations or some laughing, and that's about it. So... It's it's easy enough that you could keep it on in the background, or you could even focus on it if you were so inclined for some reason. But yeah, absolutely, cue it. You know what movie I need to see 
that I haven't seen, and it probably isn't as interesting as I hope. It has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, the Deep, 1997 or 1977 mm. thriller. I know the, the box art for that. It's based on a book by Robert Benchley, Peter Benchley, who wrote Jaws, and it's about scuba divers who like discover like drug dealer treasure or something like that. Oh, that's and awesome. So, I'm into that. Yeah, that'd be fun. I want that book more than I want to see that movie, though. Yeah, I should watch that one. Patrick, would you view it, cue it, or screw it? 47 meters down. I was I was in the cue it territory until the twist occurred. I thought it was fun. I thought it was suspenseful. I was having a good time despite the, uh, you know, the, the inconsistencies that I've pointed out already. The twist really pissed me off, and I thought it robbed the lead character of a lot of her agency and her, her character arc, but we'll talk about that more in the spoiler room. So I'm going to go screw it as my final review. Ooh. Steven. Steven. Uh, solid, solid cue it. I mean, there's a lot wrong, a lot wrong with this movie, but it's, it's short. It's briskly paced. Not quite enough for me. Cause apparently I missed some shit that you guys <laughs> gave me some shit about. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a well shot movie. It's, it's decently acted for how thin the characters and the stakes are. I'm not really scared of sharks. Thankfully we don't see a whole lot of the sharks in this movie. When we do, it's a little bit embarrassing, but, uh, <laughs> But I, 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 there were moments where I was on the, the edge of my seat. I'll say that. It worked well as a little thriller without many stakes. Cue it. If you're, if you're into sharks, y- you might dig it. I looked up an article that was in a scuba diving magazine about this film. And they said, and they were looking at it from a severe like scuba diving nitpicking the science Neil deGrasse Tyson sort right. of thing, yeah. They said they give it two thumbs up, which if you're a diver means let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go down to the spoiler room. So if you want to discover the secrets of 47 Years Down for yourself, uh, turn us off and go watch Netflix. Otherwise, stick around for a few seconds and we'll be back and we'll spoil everything. Has anybody has anybody seen Hellboy yet? Fuck no. Okay. One of my uh, my good buddies from work is going to see it. Or two of them are going to see it tonight. On purpose. Neither of them has any interest in Hellboy. So <laughs> I just told them like, be warned. Apparently, it's a lot of exposition dumps. But they're not movie people at all. Like they just don't watch movies. So I'm curious to hear what they'll Guys, say. Guys, we it. should go see Hellboy right after this episode. <laughs> no, no, I wanted. We should not. That would be a trip. All right, welcome back. We are submerged in the spoiler room. Greg's hard at work. Greg's hard at work fixing the pipes while we're uh, while we're talking. I appreciate you coming down to, to to give it some attention. He's fixing our oxygen tanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is pure oxygen. There is still no smoking in here. I see the ashtray you guys set well, up. So yeah, would, sorry, air I mean, tanks. also, if you would get rid of the asbestos, we wouldn't have to worry about anything. The asbestos is there to prevent fires. Just don't move it, and it's fine. All right. So minor uh, minor of uh, scuba facts. If you want to stay down longer without accumulating that nitrogen in your blood, you can breathe in enriched air mixture, which has more oxygen percentage in it. Um, the problem is, like I said, if you go too deep breathing that, then you have seizures and die. If you want to go super deep, uh, then you start breathing different gases like helium. You'll breathe like nitrogen, oxygen, and helium so that some of that nitrogen is replaced with helium. Or um, I think they might use, mm, I'm not going to say, helium for sure is one of the gases. Um, 
Well, I'm getting nitrogen narcosis just listening to this. So can we talk about that? Because <laughs> right, that's so, kind of our relevant point. Here. So the oh, the point of this movie where I threw my fucking hands in the air and I... You put both thumbs up. Let, right. Did you scream? Were you screaming? I, I want to know what you guys thought of this moment. And I'm going to set up what happens. There's some point where they're almost out of air and the dive boat just fucking drops two tanks next to their cage. And the guy on the radio is like... I'm sending down two full tanks for you. There's a reason I didn't do this before. Breathing another cylinder of air at that depth will increase your chance of nitrogen narcosis, which he describes will make you act like a loon and lose your goddamn mind. Well, first of all, I thought I was in like Bioshock or something. I just felt like like a like a video game having like a like a narrator sort of like philosophize and explain <laughs> things to me. But also, like I felt the same way about that as I felt about the Benz thing. It's like I would rather hallucinate and survive than die of, like, oxygen deprivation at the bottom of the ocean. Yes. Yeah. It pissed me off. I was screaming. <laughs> the little I knew about nitrogen narcosis was that it would not be as bad as he was describing. And it's reversible, from what I understand, like, almost immediately as soon as you start coming out yeah, from Yeah, I've, I've been narked before. It's fine. It's... <laughs> Is it, is it fun yeah. though? It's, it's it, I, it was described to me as being a did little. Did you get drunk. some great pictures yeah. it's, for it's, Instagram? It's like you are a little drunk, and it happens if, when you go past a hundred feet drinking air. And that's the thing; it doesn't, to my knowledge, it doesn't depend on how much air you breathe, just the depth at which you're breathing. Mm. So they, fucked up on air. They would have gotten nitrogen narcosis as very soon after their their cage crashed. It's like having a few beers. Like one time I was chasing the manta ray and then I looked at my computer and was like, you're at 129 feet. And I was like, that's pretty deep. And that explains why this cylinder on my buddy's back, like it feels like I've had a couple beers. I'm going to go up, you know, above 100 feet. Did we have the same acid trip? (laughs) And I'm all better. Wait, yeah, that was, you, that was, the was there actually a manta ray? Out of the window. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you do not hallucinate on nitrogen. <laughs> so, Would you hallucinate an entire escape from your perilous situation at 47 meters deep? No, you would not. Including oh. a shark almost biting off your fucking leg. No, you would not. As Lisa does in this film. I, no, I, you would not. I was imagining that more as a dream, like between stress and pain and being in shock, pinned under this thing, plus the, the, the nitrogen narcosis, just putting her into her body finally found a way to just kind of shut her down and i imagined it as just kind of a dream rather than a hallucination either way it was fucking stupid it was it was a as i said earlier a jacob's ladder scenario i haven't seen jacob's ladder so i can't i can't but you know what that is at least i don't it's basically it was all a dream like that's that's dallas yeah Yeah. they pulled it dallas yes okay fine if we want to go even more culturally relevant we can go back to (laughs) dallas (laughs) but like kate she even hallucinates her dreams or whatever kate getting caught by a shark no and then somehow is no it's not so kate got eaten before she hallucinated anything. Kate got snatched up by a shark. Okay, right. That, yes. That okay, happened. sorry. You're right. Yeah. She hallucinates that Kate calls her on the radio and says, I managed to escape. The sharks are circling around me, which when that happened, I was just like, what? Um, and then she catches up with Kate, gets her back to the surface, gets her on the boat. The shark attacks at the last minute. It's like some fucking three-headed shark attack fucking shit. And then 
she realizes that she's been nitrogen narcosising. Yeah, whole time. she doesn't Finally, even the notice because yeah. the Red Coast Guard shows up. She just well, whatever. We realize that she's been nitrogen narcosising. But you know, I didn't. That dream sequence did not bother me, even though it's not you know realistic that's that's the thing where i'm like okay you know what actually that's that's okay i'm kind of okay with that and that last you know when you're like she's kind of been saved it's like oh wait no she's just narked and then it goes back and she's just sitting in the cage all by herself i was like great end the movie kill her leave her down there that would have been better (laughs) yeah i'm fine with one i'm fine with like one of them um our protagonist coming out like missing a fucking leg because of the shark and like that's the price you pay for the stupid decision you made in the movie there that works for me too. I would have sure. much preferred her losing the leg and having been the one that saved her and her sister to them stripping that entire heroic mo- moment yes. from the character because all they did throughout the movie was follow directions of men and not follow their instincts. They were basically told to don't do what you think is right, do what we're telling you the mm. entire movie. Mm. Right. And it drove me nuts. And then that happened. And I wanted to throw my, I have a, she's I the damsel in distress on the, the railroad TV. tracks at the end of the movie. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It garbage. Absolute garbage. Yes. It pissed me off. Yes. It didn't piss me off because I was kind of glad it was over. I was but glad upon, it was over, re- but... upon reflection, piecing it all together in the toxic masculinity of this movie. And uh, yeah, it's, it's deeply upsetting. I didn't mention this earlier. Like, there's literally the line where, like, before they go out to drink, our protagonist asks if her... She's like, oh, I don't really want to go out, but does my ass at least look good in this? Mm, yeah. I couldn't believe... There's a lot of that like, superficial I shit. I mean, this was produced by the Weinsteins. Oh, so. okay. it was. Okay. But the... Uh, I thought I saw Weinstein in the opening credits. I wasn't sure. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, her, like, at the beginning, when, she fir- when Mandy Moore's character first gets out of the pool, Kate goes, nice ass, by the way. It's... Come on. Like none of this is necessary. Just it was pretty, it, it, there pretty was bad. a lot of that superficial crap throughout the, the throughout the movie. You know, you'd think by now, by the time a screenwriter gets to the part where there's a dream sequence or a hallucination, they would stop and be like, "Wait a minute! Don't these always piss me off every time I watch a movie? <laughs> Why was, are we still? It's uh, 2019. Why are we still having this problem? It pissed me off because it made." You know, again, you talk about suspending your disbelief and and, and surrendering to, you know, a a movie's take on reality, science, whatever. But I mean, even with my limited knowledge of nitrogen narcosis, I was like, there's no way that she would have hallucinated this entire insane fucking ending. So that was one layer that pissed me off. The second layer that pissed me off is what Greg already said, which is that it sets up this fairly heroic, thrilling, gripping kind of ending, and then literally just strips it all away from that character to have her literally rescued by, I think, exclusively men from yes. the Coast Guard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, she fucking pokes a shark's eye out in her fantasy. It's a, it's yeah. a good arc Which for her. Which is stupid, yeah. but it's, kind of like, I, 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 can, I can imagine having that dream even not being, you know, in narcosis, right? But, like, not, it doesn't yeah. make sense narratively to show us that and then take it away from exactly yeah. and that's there, my that's my problem especially since everything in the movie up to that point had been our witnessing of what was actually happening yeah and then they suddenly throw us into this fantasy world at, that removes us from the reality of their situation which like, it, yeah. it didn't all tie together i didn't enjoy it yeah i mean I, and i mean my third problem with it is it feels like it's a twist just for the sake of a twist it's like I agree. oh we gotta Got to give them something. They probably had divers paid for, and they're like, we got to use them for something. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Also, you know, this is one thing we haven't talked about. There's a faulty winch. 
the winch breaks. Mm-hmm. And then the replacement winch is also shitty. Like, we didn't even talk it's about this. Ba- there's a replacement winch. There's dude. a replacement winch that starts to lift them up, and then that cable breaks. It's a, I mean, we get, like, like I said earlier, like, it's clearly not a very professional organization um, or, or um, operation whatever it's just it's bad screenwriting that's all it is it lazy is. screenwriting it there's is. nothing more to read into it than that oh i didn't think this there was movie, anything this to read into filled it with i just it. thought it's it was absurd. ridiculous it's totally ridiculous yeah like this feels like a first draft feels I, like a first draft like oh i've got a list of 10 diving facts why and i've got this so scenario long to call the coast guard in the first place I don't know when they called. I them. think they called them immediately, but I assume it takes them some time. Well, he said we called the we just called the Coast Guard. It'll be an hour before they can get out here. Oh, oh wow. you're right. He does say he does use the word just. Too. Well, yeah, I mean, right. they thought they were they thought it was under control. They thought they were murderers. And, yeah, you don't want the Coast Guard to know what about what you've been doing because they could have covered this up pretty easily. They they as far as I'm concerned, they should have just left. Yeah, like. Any shady fly-by-night bullshit place after their their boat breaks and they are responsible for the deaths of one of the women and one of their crew members. At that point, you go, you know what? We're done. Yeah. Bye. So that's your movie. I don't know if there's anything else to say about it. I've said enough. What are we watching next? Um, Tell us, Daddy. Yeah, I don't even remember where we are in the alphabet. Don't call him Daddy. <laughs> we're in the seas. Why, why isn't he allowed to call Daddy? Much Chris like Daddy? much like Mandy Moore. And Cla- <laughs> it's a hashtag now. It's a meme. Much like Mandy Moore and Claire Holt, we are deep in the seas. <laughs> wow. Okay. Good job. That's pretty All good, right. actually. Um, I like it. We are deep in the I'm seas, mad, and I like it. next time we are watching Creep. Which oh, oh Patrick's favorite? I've never seen it. Is but I'm this curious. a is this a uh, Radiohead biopic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, That's two Radiohead I references in one episode, movie, folks. But I don't know Count that them. I've seen it. Creep. It's Creep. got Jay or Mark, Mark Duplass. Mark, Mark Duplass. Duplass. Yeah. It's uh, Mumblecore, right? It's Mumble Horror. Oh, can't wait. Mumble Horror. <laughs> can't wait for some little Mumble <laughs> Horror. And then after that, we'll get to watch Creep Two. Creep Two. Yeah. We might as well do a double feature. What do we think? I mean, I every time I say that, I end up regretting it and making an excuse for why I can't fit both movies in. So I'm not going to say that now. We'll see. We'll think about it. I we'll mean, I'll watch them. It. We'll think about it. But don't let me talk about them. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us on that uh, deep dive of 47 meters down. <laughs> I feel like our dive was as deep as that movie, which is it not was very... probably a slightly longer than the pretty movie. deep. We I, went like forty nine, fifty meters down. I feel just about as out of air as those characters. Yeah, I got like two bar left. <laughs> I am experiencing nitrogen narcosis right now. I'm not going to remember any of this. I'll, I'll tell I'm you guys some more fun facts about some. bar later. <laughs> uh, let's go to the bar later after this. Bar at the bar. All right. Bar. Well, that's it for every horror movie on Netflix. As always, uh, if you can't wait for us to put out our next episode, you can find us online, Facebook, Twitter, Insta-fucking-gram. What if they troll us? We if... might troll them back. Okay. And uh, what, yeah, if, how what if your Gregory trolls us? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we will troll him <laughs> back. He'll just know how nice my things are. That's all that'll happen. I'll ignore Thank him. you, Chris. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah. So we'll uh, see you all next time. Uh, and, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Always a pleasure. Uh, for every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Steven. And I'm Captain Taylor of the ship that killed two women. That's Gregory. Gregory, yeah. Sorry, I was wrong. I was All in right. a movie. Have a great week, everybody. Mm-hmm.